I am sorry, you may consider this to be forbidden knowledge that is heretical, but this is in fact a textbook that recounts knowledge of rituals and reagents. The monocleric motioned with her index and middle fingers. The tome Omri held forcefully flew out of his grasp, and on to Leandra's flattened palm. And as a cleric to the god of knowledge, memories, and one of the patrons of scholars, I cannot possibly allow any harm to befall such a book, regardless of its origins or how its contents are viewed by others. You cannot possibly want to preserve a reference text that worships an unholy being that stands only as a counter to a holy being. Technically, pre-modern Manu also have that same relationship. You do not see followers of one cutting down the followers of the other. Several of the widely revered and worshipped gods have counterpoints in the pantheon of our lord. Surely you respect the teachings of temples other than your own. I respect them, but I do not practice them. Leandra turns and places the book among others on a bookcase. Now, given your long journey to find me, toss my home here if you need to, if that will allow you to decide whether you are certain that I'm not a necromancer. Afterward, feel free to stay and rest before you set off for home. Leandra starts out of the large book-filled room. Really? That's how you're going to act about this? Oh, this is knowledge, even if inherently dark magics, I have to protect it? Omri takes several steps forward, towards the retreating Leandra. I understand that your god's tenants tell you that knowledge has to be protected, but some knowledge is nothing that mortals should have. Leandra stops and turns toward the Mara Cleric. So, you are upset with me because you happen to dislike this subject? I am upset because you're guarding something that is nothing but evil. Uh, Omri? Is this really the time to be starting a fight? It really isn't best to argue with our host. I'm sorry, but who are you to designate what is good or evil? So what would you call the desecration of the dead then? Do you think that there's nothing wrong with that? Knowing the limits of what magic is capable of doing is something worth preserving. Whether you like it or not, this is historical knowledge. The Manu cleric motions toward the tome. It is important for us to know what we can or cannot do in conjunction with and independent of the gods. That remains true whether you agree with me or not. So what, you think that all knowledge is inherently worth preserving then? That your viewpoint is the absolute and that you are the one whose opinion is unquestionably correct? Unlike what you have showed towards me thus far, I respect that not everybody will agree with me. But I am upholding the dogma of my temple. Manu is the essence of knowledge. If everybody destroyed knowledge they disliked, imagine what the world around us would be. Nobody would remember God's names or their incantations. Nobody would remember what happened in the past. If I buckled to every person who did not like a particular book, there would be no more books in existence. <sighs> and so you are willing to be the one who will guard a book whose sole reason to exist is to hold knowledge about the best way to cause suffering? You are unwilling to accept that there is some knowledge that simply should fade from this world? Knowledge fading from the world stops progress. That is simply unacceptable. Leandra turns and begins walking once more. And without people to share that knowledge, what good is it? Uh, Omri? As a cleric of Mera, it is the creed of my goddess that all life is sacred that all mortals should have the opportunity to live their lives. And yet my goddess accepts that there are exceptions. 
that there are times that I am not only permitted, but right to end a life. Are you saying that your precious book is worth more than a mortal life? That there are simply no exceptions to your strict dogma? My beliefs are black and white. All knowledge is to be preserved. You can argue all you like, but you are not changing my mind. Omri's lip curls in anger. He takes a half-step forward, ready to speak further. He stops himself and shakes his head. <sighs> Fine. Keep your book, heretic. Omri turns and begins to leave the room. Erkin glances at Aisha. Uh... That... <laughs> that seems a bit harsh. Leandra turns toward the Mara clerics. Your insistence on defying my god's essence paints you as a heretic as well. Kindly leave my home now, or I will force you out. Right! We, uh, shall take her leave. Erkin bows slightly, before turning to follow Omri out of Leandra's home. This... could have gone better. Aisha catches up with the other two. Leandra sits at her desk. She reflects on the visit she had with the Mara clerics. She rarely has visitors, and that group gave her a peculiar encounter. She had learned the other gods' doctrines out of curiosity, but ultimately she stayed with her chosen beliefs in Manu. It is not as if I was going to give the book to those who intend to insult one of the gods. Leandra looks at the book briefly. I do wonder what sort of person would practice magics that mock the belief system of a god. Leandra shrugs off her curiosity. She stands, shelves the book with other similarly authored texts, then retires for the evening. Nauseus, a cleric of Mirefall, bows to the merchant with whom he had been speaking. Thank you for sharing what you know. I am deeply appreciative. Nausea steps away from the merchant and approaches the fountain at the center of the market, where he and the other clerics who had formed a search party to locate their fellow clerics had agreed to meet once they had finished their respective investigations. To his surprise, he was not the first to have returned. So, if you've had the same luck as I have, then we know they did make it here some time back. They did, but something one of the merchants here had on hand caught their attention sent them off in a different direction. Nobody seems to know what they saw, though. <sighs> Alright, well, it's something to go on, at least. And we know they didn't go and do the same thing you did to us all those years ago. Hey, I hardly meant for that to happen. Still, I do get what you mean. Their search having proven less than fruitful, Omri, Erkin, and Aisha step into the inn where they were staying for the evening. A frustrated sigh escapes Omri's lips as he and the other cleric settle at a table in the corner, none of them paying the room much mind. Moments later, a shadow is cast over them and their table. <sighs> I'll have whatever the strongest drink you've got is. I said I'll have... Omri looks up at the source of the shadow and pales at the sight of his friend and fellow cleric, Nauseus. The larger man's arms are folded over his chest, and he wears a stern gaze. Good to see the three of you are still alive. 
Surely you must have realized how worried we all were, yes? Nauseus's gaze flits back and forth between Omri and Erkin. Especially considering that the two of you know better than almost anybody just what it's like for your fellow cleric not to return to the temple within the expected time frame. Omri drops his gaze, guilty over having been the one to drag the other two off on their lengthy distraction. It wasn't their fault, Naz. I'm the one responsible. I got them caught up in a distraction when I caught sight of something at the market. Nauseus taps his finger against his arm in frustration for a long moment before sighing. <sighs> I see. Well, you can tell the High Priest all about it when we get back to Myrfall. For now, I'm just relieved to see you're all still alive. But so help me if you do something like this again. Never mind. Just rest up. You look exhausted. The three clerics nod at Nauseus. Good. See you all in the morning, then. Thank you.